Okay, Chevra. So, Besiyat Adashmaya, we're going to begin now our third shir on Sicha Gimel, Sicha Saran, class trip with Rabbi Nachman. A very personal kind of learning from the tzaddik, not just in terms of sitting in his shir room, like we described last time, and learning from complex diagrams and an intellectual structure, but more in the way of a personal sort of experience, to sit with the Rebbe on a coach bus on the way to some park somewhere and to learn from his own experiences, to learn from his own personal way of giving over what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is and what Yiddishkeit is all about and how to approach all the various different kinds of experiences that we have in our human experience, or Tzaddik refers to as the days and nights, the summers and the winters, all the ups and all of the downs, how to be able to achieve a new consciousness that matches all of the various circumstances that we're going to go through in our lives, some of which are wonderful, some of which appear to be a little bit more negative, and the difficulties, and also the good times, to learn how to utilize every single aspect of our humanity to serve a Kodesh Baruch in the deepest way. And so over here we jump into Sicha Gimel, where Abnasin, who's transcribing all of these different anecdotes and stories and teachings, Abnasin begins by telling us the following. There's a lot of material to cover tonight. You'll see four sheets worth of, uh, of material. A lot of it is from Lekuti Alachas, which generally reads a lot quicker, so don't be so daunted or scared off. We're going to go through them a little bit more quickly. And I think that we're going to achieve a remarkable understanding into the nature of this particular tzaddik, into the avoid of tzaddik and bichlal, and into a way in which humility and an opening up of our minds to something that is deeper than anything that we're going to be able to understand. And to really live in that space, we're going to learn a lot about, of tachlis hayadiyah that the pinnacle of knowledge is to arrive at the awareness and the understanding that we don't yet understand. And that we're always in the beginning is going to enable us to tap into a wellspring of chizik that's unlike anything else that's to be found in, uh, in, in, in Torah, in the world of, of, of Torah teachings, and in the teachings of the tzaddikim that's unique to Breslov, that's unique to Rabbi Nachman, and the reason why that is the Siyat So let's dive in with Hashem's help, and I uh, appreciate each and every one of you for coming. So good to see some of the Shabbos guests, and uh, future Shabbos guests, praise Hashem. And uh, thank you so, so much, all of you. It really means a lot to me. Hiflig Rabbi Nachman, spoke in wondrous grand terms, Hiflik, in incredibly grand terms about the Gedula of Habayri's Baruch Shemai, the greatness and the grandeur and the infinite endlessness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence. The Yeshel of and it's impossible to describe this in writing. This goes back to the first Sicha, which we learned, which talked about the aspect of Aniyah Dati Kigadal Hashem, about the inability to really describe a personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in writing or in words that already limits it. To have a feeling that we can't even express. And Rav Nasson over here, as he does many, many times throughout Kisvei Breslov, tells us that Rabbi Nachman spoke about a concept or a topic or an idea or a teaching, but it's impossible to adequately describe this in writing in other places in the Kutraman itself, but in the Kutraman, Rabbi Nachman describes that there's so much else that goes into Dibur and into communication, verbal communication, than just the words themselves. Rabbi Nachman over there and Rabbi Nachman of the Kutraman describes something that's called Ramazim. There are hints. Right? When a person is speaking, there are movements of the hand, there are facial movements, bodily movements that also go 
uh, a large and a long way, right, to enabling the words to accomplish their purpose, right, to express what they mean to express. And so when we're just reading words off a printed page, we're missing, uh, I don't know, 70, 80 percent, right, of what it was like to hear Ibn Ahmed describe the Gedullah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't just words that he spoke or words that were written, but it's impossible to describe this in writing. Because the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're going to learn about what particular kind of greatness, what aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu we're talking about, what aspect of his midos, of the way that he, or, or the ways in which he interacts with the world. There's no limit, there's no measure. Because there are wondrous things that are happening in the world. Wondrous, awesome things. And we don't know anything about them. And even this, that we know that there are wondrous things that we don't know about, we don't even know how little or how nothing we know about those things that we don't know. That's going to be the point of the second paragraph. But let's take it one step at a time. Awesome and wondrous things that are taking place. I think in our own personal experience, right, who here can say that they never experience any ashkacha pratis? It happens. There are some people that are more attuned to it. It happens to them more often, but it happens to all of us, the same measure. It's just a question of how in tune we are and how aware of it. But ashkacha pratis is something that we've all experienced, we've read about, or we've experienced in our own lives to some degree. And to many people, the pella in experiencing Ashkacha Pratis is the fact that we experienced Ashkacha Pratis, meaning the fact that Kodesh Baruch was really real, he's running my life, his, his, uh, his presence was made known to me in this particular scenario or situation, and that's amazing, it's an amazing thing. A miracle happened to me, right? Ashkacha Pratis. But I think perhaps that a far greater Pele in the experience of Ashkacha Pratis is the fact that Akadosh Baruch Hu, who's busy tying strings together of Gilgule Gilgulim for thousands of years, a cheshbin that uh, no algorithm or no computer right, could ever, ever comprehend or keep track of such a thing, how many millions upon billions of Sharsha and Neshama and how everything and different people that interact and every detail of the world like the Baal Shem Tev taught, a leaf doesn't fall down from a tree without a Kaddish Baruch Hu planning out that trajectory. Every single detail of the algorithm and all of a sudden, a person is able to catch a little bit of a glimpse of like how that worked out and how it was clear that a Kaddish Baruch Hu did. Like we shouldn't have any hasaga of any ounce of that. You know, something again that transcends not only our lifetime, but every single human being's lifetime from the beginning of the world until the end of the world. That's the Pella, the fact that we were able to glimpse a little bit of it, not that it exists. That's the Pella. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing Neroim and Eflayim, awesome, wondrous things that we don't know anything about. And we don't know what we don't know about. And we don't know what we don't know what we don't know about. And infinitely so. We know nothing. Klum, klum, klum at all. Neroim and Eflayim. That we're a part of. But we cannot comprehend the plot that we ourselves are bringing to life. Neroim and Eflayim o'ed. We have not begun to comprehend what it is that we don't comprehend about a Kodesh Baruch Hu's greatness. First, we're going to read through the whole entire Sicha, and then we're going to break it down through pieces from the Kutelachas to understand what's the connection between the three different parts of the Sicha, particularly the first two parts and the third part. And we're going to get into the depth of it of why it was Rabbi Nachman Dafka who's bringing this all to life and teaching us and our generation moments before Gulula, how to hold on tight and how to stand strong. And also what is broad, 
And this is a concept that's brought in Svarim before Ibn Achmin. All the different Sadiqim describe this idea of Tachlis idea that the pinnacle of knowledge is Asha is not to understand. Hainu, Gam Kain Eitzel Kol Yediyah and I alluded to this a moment ago, that even when a person attains the tachlis of a particular idea, the pinnacle, which is to understand, that I understand so much about this thing, that now I understand that I don't really know anything about it because of the amount of, of exposure to the greatness and the complexity of a certain Indian that I really know that I don't know anything about it. Even this knowledge that you don't know this is still not the pinnacle. Because this knowledge that you've arrived at, which is that I don't really know anything about this that I know so much about, but it's dafka because I know so much about it that I arrived at a place that I realized that I really don't know anything about it. This knowledge of my lack of knowledge itself is the idea. It's a knowledge that I don't know. And guess what? Within that knowledge that I don't know is also a tachlis idea, ashaloyneida. It's to come to a place of understanding within my not understanding that I don't even know what I don't know. And it reverts endlessly to a tzaddik that's rising in hasagas, hasagas, hasagas. The more that he understands and the more that he comprehends, not that a person should be an imbecile and an idiot and an ignorant person who doesn't open a safer and doesn't learn something. Adarab, a person should try their utmost to achieve hasagas, the meashilach, and other tzaddikim say that the hasagas with which a person leaves this world are going to be the hasagas that he's stuck with for eternity. And all of these concepts that we learn about of Gan Eden, of the, of the ideas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that are the schar for the mitzvah is in accordance with how much we were able to attain in this world that we're going to taste the endless depth of for eternity. But ultimately, the more that we're gaining in this world, that's the level, you know, like you speed on, you come onto a highway, you merge on, you know, the speed that you pick up, you know, uh, while, you're, while you're trying to merge on, that's the speed that you're gonna be, that you're gonna be on, on on that highway. You know, so people will say, you know, I'll just be a pasha to I'll just, halavai, we should be pasha to and what it means, pasha, we talked about last time. That's also a klal. But, uh, but, you know, but this idea of just like, yeah, we can just, you know, learn the simple, simple, only the Nicholas Atayra without getting into the, you know, the, the underpinnings. Ultimately, we're going to be stuck with that asaga for eternity. You know, so it's something that we have to work on dafka now in this world to be able to understand the depth, also the Nikla, but also the, under, you know, the deeper understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gifted to us and made, aware, and made us aware of for a reason. But I'll call upon him, there's this infinite, infinite cycle of tachlis ha'yediyah ashaloyne Ah, you reach the pinnacle, there's a pinnacle within that pinnacle. Kizah tachlis harak ba'oyz ha'yediyah. Aba ba'yediyah ha'gavoy mimenu adayin lehischa ba'klau. There's always higher, higher stages of knowledge that a person has to climb into constantly. And that when we reach the top of the first flight of stairs in a yediyah, which is, whoa, I don't know anything at all, that's the point that I then cross into a higher yediyah. Because I create that vessel with humility, which we're going to learn about to be able to make myself a cleave for more hasagas, for more hasagas. And Adarabah, that aspect of my reaching that final link in a chain, which is the link of Loineida, that's the Bechina of the Makif of the next idea. Every idea, Rabbi Nachman describes and the other tzaddikim explain, every idea has two parts. There's a Bechina of Pnim which is the Bechina which enters us, which enters our minds, which we comprehend. And there's the Bechina of Makif, which yet surrounds. 
There's two lights in Kabbalistic terminology, Hasidic terminology. One light is called Ar Makif, and one is called Ar Pinim. These are related to the Talas Katan, the Talas Gadla that we wear al Alpisod. Right? The Talas Katan is under our clothing, it's underneath. That's the Ar Pinim that we inculcate within ourselves. And then the Talas Gadol, which is very much related to the Ishvi Isha, to that relationship that at least, you know, large segments of Am Yisrael only start wearing the Talas after they're married, is the Ar Makif, which surrounds from without. That's the outside light. And this is exactly how it is when a person's learning something. When a person is learning something, there's a part of the idea that we comprehend that's called the arpanin, that enters within. And then there's an aspect of that idea that we're still foggy about, we're not clear. A person starts entering into a sugya. Okay, so you understand Gemara Rashi. Taisus is still a makif. You understand Taisus, look at the marsha. Oh, that's another makif. And every time that we understand something and we start to build the binion of our understanding or comprehension of that knowledge, there's pinim and then there's another makif. And then when we attain that makif and that becomes pinim, we inherit another makif. And so when a person arrives at that level of that's the beginning of the next idea because that's a makif. That means that I understand that there's a part of this knowledge that I don't yet grasp. That's the beginning of makif. What's the makif? Is the next idea, right? And so when I arrive at that level of getting, getting to a piece from Taisus where I mamish say, okay, I get the Taisus, but Taisus just you know, ripped apart, ripped open everything that I understood in the sugya, right? By, by bringing three other places in Chazal, all of a sudden then I have to start learning those sugyas bi'in. So there's Pinim, I understood the Taisvis, but all of a sudden it's, it's a new Makif, right? It's a new Makif. It's Loineida, I create a Kli, and now I'm able to enter into the new stage of my lack of comprehension because it's all an exercise of not knowing. And it's all trying to teach us how little we really know by gifting us with how much we do know about how much it's impossible or about, or about what is impossible to truly know. That's what, that's what all of this is an exercise in. Bottom line, we know nothing at all. What don't we know about? Again, there's many, many different facets of the way that Kaddish Baruch Hu expresses himself to the world. The Torah is primary among them. Kaddish Baruch Hu reveals himself through the Torah. But the kind of idea or the kind of aspect within a Kaddish Baruch Hu's godless that Rabbi Nachman specifically is talking about that we don't know anything about, that we can't comprehend, we're going to still see, okay? So we're gonna be talking about a very specific expression of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's relationship with the world about which Rabbi Nachman reminds us that even after we understood what I told you until now about how little you know, that's still not the pinnacle because you still don't know how little you know. Like Ramesh knocking it into us, that Ramesh, we, it's, it's, and it goes on and on endlessly. And then we come to the third segment, which again is going to be a little bit difficult to understand what's the correlation or the connection between the first part of the Sikha, points A and B, which by the way, in a regular Sikha's run are not split up this way. I split it up just for the purpose of understanding them as three separate segments to refer to them more easily. What's the connection between segment A and B and segment Three, which, uh, which is far easier to understand on a simple level, and, um, and a lot of us will be familiar with a lot of these ideas, and their connection, dafka, to the derech of Breslev. Gam hifligma'oid, Rabbi Nachman also spoke in a wondrous way of begoidel ma'ilas hatshuva. 
of the unbelievable greatness of tshuva. So again, on a simple level, you can say, this sikha is about things that Rabbi Nachman spoke grandly about. Hiflik about the Gedul of Hashem, Hiflik about the Bechina of, of tshuva. But there's something much, much deeper which we're going to get into, Besiyat HaDishma. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Okay, but that's on a simple level. Hiflik ma'oyed b'gdoyles ma'ayles ha'tshuva v'afilu kishen noifle ma'oyed chas v'shalom. Rabbi Nachman tells us, as he so often does, that even if a person falls, to a terrible place. And each of us in our own lives have fallen and in all likelihood will fall. Each person in their own circumstance, on their own level, on their own bechina. That's fallen to that place of distance from a Kaddish Baruch Hu and spiritual numbness and a lack of cheshek and a frustration and a feeling of despair and brokenness and loneliness. Afal Pikein, Rabbi Nachman tells us, right in the beginning of Sikha Saran, one of the most classic teachings of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Rabbi Nachman screamed and roared in an awesome voice. There's no despair in the world at all. There's no despair. There's Pasha, no despair. The concept doesn't exist. And any despair that a person feels is a despair of Sheker because it's not founded on reality. There's no such thing as despairing. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is pumping us each and every split second with life consciously because he believes in our ability to fix. If it was mamish over, then we would no longer be ba'olam. And it's in shamish ba'olam klal. If you're still in the world and you're still alive and you're still perceiving reality around you, it's in shamish. You could be in the lowest, darkest place. But you're alive for a reason. I've said this often in previous shirim, the Ma'arinayim. On the Pasuk, Ba'atam advekem ha'shem alekechem chayim kul You've heard this from me in the past. On a Pashat level, on a simple understanding, simply means those of you who are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're truly alive today because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Chai HaChayim. It's Chayim Hilam HaChazikim If you're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're living, you're alive, you're really alive. Not Stam. But the Maranayim turns the Pasuk around. And he says, This Pasuk is teaching us that when a Jew feels as if he's disconnected, and a Jew feels as if there's no hope for him, says the Ma'arinaya, you want proof that, <coughs> that you're really connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu despite how much you feel that you've fallen and severed that connection? The proof is in the second half of the Pasuk, You're alive. Ah, you're alive. You know, what, you know what it means to be alive? Trying to gather all of the greatest scientists from the beginning of history to the end of history couldn't, couldn't manage to keep a person alive for a, for a half a second. To breathe life into an individual. You know what kind of cosmic energy that takes? To enable us mamas to change the world each and every moment that we have such power within us? Chaim kul you're alive? You don't have to look any further. You don't have to travel to some cave of a tzaddik across the world. You also have to do that for different reasons, but not because, not because without that you can't, you can't breathe spiritually. You're swimming in godliness. You're permeated with godliness. Every cell is filled with the Gadish Baruch Hu. Chaim kul chamayayim. Sabaat matvekim Hashem lekech. That's the Marinayim. Ba'oylam ein shemiyosh klal. Ein shemiyosh ba'oylam klal. If you're in this world, it's ein shemiyosh. 
Because the tshuva transcends the Torah. And this that a person needs to do tshuva is because he transgressed the Torah. But tshuva is kadmala olam. Tshuva came before this whole concept of there being a Torah within whose strictures we need to live and guidelines we need to abide. Sur mirava Tshuva brings us to a place that's lamalam na Torah to fix everything b'sharish in the world of bina. Therefore, there's no despair in the world. Because Rabbi Nachman says, if a person will merit and a person will choose correctly from this moment on, it's possible to come to a place of awareness, of recognition. And I write about this a lot in my upcoming book, Rabbi Nachman's Story of the Lost Princess. If a person will merit, all of those averes and all of those downfalls and all those failings and all of those frustrations, spiritually speaking, will be transformed into inyan acher legamri. Not just that it's an avera that you know you shined up a little bit. Inyan acher legamri was something else, something different, something entirely distant from what it was or what you thought that experience was. With the gift of a retrospective perspective, to be able to stand on that golden mountain in the, uh, in the, in the metaphor of Rabbi Nachman's story of the lost princess, but to be able to stand on that place, to look back over all of the years of our struggle and our failure, we come to the realization if a person, again, chooses and utilizes his Bechira after the fact, after the Avera, never to go into, right, a matzev of Nisayon, was such a mahalach, oh, you know, one day I'll realize how this is all, you know, and this ties back into the previous sikha, right? And that's why I think there is an order here. That ties into the previous sikha. We don't enter into a Nisayon or into a battle with the Yitzhar with such a perspective, you know, I'm just gonna, I'll do the Avera, and then, you know, like in a year from now, I'll be able to look back and say, Gavad, like, I, that was needed, I needed to be in such a dark place. No, 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 it's not how it works. It's not how it works, right? Life itself will, uh, will, will teach you enough lessons without you trying to seek them out, you know? <laughs> Life will teach you lessons. But if a person is mamish in it for real, and a person is trying as much as the person can, and there are difficulties, and there are struggles and challenges, and gedarim have been made, and a person's mamish, mamish trying, not looking to cut corners, which each and every one of us are. Each and every one of us are. <laughs> that we're trying, we're mamish trying. And it's not going, and it's not going. Time and time again, it's not going, and our failures and, and downfalls. And each time again afterwards, there's more tikkunim that are made. And there are lessons that we're learning from the failure itself to say, listen, if I'm really in it for real, I'm going to try my best to go ahead and to be misakin each and every time to fix up, make more gedarm, to try to make it so that I don't end up back in this place. But ultimately, after a person hangs on, after a person is connected to the Bechin of ancient Yish, Boil, and Klal, we will get to a place where we look back over time, and this is big in Reb Tzadik, big in Reb Kuk, we will get to a place of awareness to understand that it couldn't have happened any other way. And if you talk about just in a secular sense, you speak to addicts who go through the program, right? Which begins, you know, with reaching rock bottom, each person in their own Bechina. They'll tell you, Bepemale. I wouldn't have given this experience up for the world. Moments from death, rock bottom, overdose. I wouldn't have given it up because the person that it made me today, etc., etc. Do we have sheets for Naftali? Do we have sheets? Do we have sheets? Are there, are there any extras? Maybe, maybe you want to move up and look on with somebody. Right? So this Nikudas this Bukhina of Indian Akhla Gamma Kamasha Amma Khazal. This is not Rabbi Nachman's invention. He didn't make this up. Shinas Hapchimavoin is the Shuyas. That a person sins 
can be transformed into mitzvahs mamish, the biggest pella in the world. If we thought anything in Rabbi Nachman was dangerous, I would say that this Maimar Chazal is like the most, well, what does that mean? How could such a thing be possible? Unlike the Berdichever, we're getting off track, we have a lot to accomplish, but like the Berdichever once told, uh, once told this big Russia that he saw in the street, you know, he went over to him and he says, Mamish, I'm jealous of you. He says, what are you jealous? He said, if you do tshuva right now, you'll be the biggest tzaddik in the world because you've done many more averas than anybody else has done mitzvahs. And if you go ahead and rectify yourself, so Mamish, you could, could turn the whole thing around. Avoinus nebchulus chuyah, such a thing is possible. V'yesh be'inyin zeh sisrin estar, says Rabbi Nachman, listen to these words. There is in this inyan of our Kaddish Baruch Hu is manhig the world, nifla'ais v'nairais in such a wondrous way that we think we understand what the game is, what the mahalach is, bechira, not bechira, what he wants from us, what he doesn't want from us. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. We must begin with the premise of trying our very best and utmost to live within the guidelines of the Torah. But what happens along that journey of a genuine striving to succeed all of which is taken into the process as a given. And the mitzvah of tshuva is there for a reason. It's built into us, so that we can try to stay away. But what do you think there's tshuva for? It's built into the system. It's the premise of existence. Without tshuva, the world would have been destroyed a long time ago. That inyan, that hanhaga of the bechina that's described at length in my upcoming book, the bechina of Malchus Beis David, the Bechina of the Yehuda that fails and gets back up and needs to be Mikadashim Shemayim Barabim, like the Gemara in Saita tells us. By admitting to a sin, Masha Enkein, somebody who's a Yosef Atzadik, is only Mikadashim Shemayim Bitsina, right? Because he has nothing to stand up afterwards and show the world that I could come back from the brink. Yeshbe Inin Zes Sisrin is stars. Hidden things, hidden things that's not for us to go into and we must not go into. This is the paradox. That the only way to know that we're engaging properly in this Indian of Yiddish guide is to try our utmost to avoid it. Mamish to avoid it. And only then can we ever hope to reach a place in our life where we're going to look back and say, whoa, all those things that I mamish tried my best and, and it didn't go. And I cried like we distressed. I cried while doing the Avera because I had no enough from it because that's not what I wanted. And because I felt like I was compelled, sister in stars, hidden things. But the bottom line is, and this is the rule, and this we can take home with us, from all of the nefilas and all the yiridas, you could come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu easily without Gilgul, Shelag, and Tanisim for a thousand years. He's inside of you. Hold on to him and realize and remind yourself what life is about. Recalibrate. Start from now. Start from now. Benuckle easily. And this does tie back into the first piece. And here we're going to jump back. We have a lot to do now. We're going to jump into all of the different sources from Likut Elachas to show what the combination of ideas is here. But we already described that Likudulase in Chaker. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Gedula extends infinitely. And so the main thing is Don't give up from what? From what? From going back to first Seder? From what? That too. But militzaik al Hashem. Don't stop crying out to him. Don't stop crawling back to him. Tzirbani Shalom, help me, please help me. I know I'm not helpless. I know I'm not helpless, please help me. Don't give up. Tfila is the weapon of Mashiach. Tfila is the weapon of the Mashiach in all of us. This is the only tool that we have 
And the greatest tool that we have is tefillah. So many people, the tachbul is they make a thousand filters on all their devices, but did you utter one prayer? Also that, but what about davani? What about davani? Kimi gadol, the Pasik says. Talking about the gedulah of Am Yisrael. Mi gadol loyalihim, kroivim ilav, kishem kairim, right, or whatever the Pasik is. Who's the great nation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is close to them whenever they call out to him? Karv Hashem l'chol kairov. L'chol Hashem yikru be'emes. Militzik al Hashem l'schanin l'spala l'vaz baruch tamid. Mamash to pour out our hearts in tefillah before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is sicha gimme. So let's dive into all of this incredible material that we have. And again, it's such a privilege to be able to learn this with you. And I wouldn't be able to really understand it myself or to understand what I don't understand without the tzirf of all these neshamas in this room together that Hashem brought us all together for a reason and we're all part of this. So I, I really appreciate each and every one of you coming. It's a very, very long time. is like its own safer. That whole... That whole it's, it's unbelievable. It's like hundreds of Isis. It's an amazing, amazing journey. This is connected, what he was speaking about is connected to an Indian that I heard from Rabbi Nachman himself. There are those who understand mistakenly, but in accordance with their understanding that the godless of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the sense of what he expresses to creation ends after what's called the Olam HaGalgalim, the world of the planets, spiritually speaking, a certain spiritual madrega after which must just be the Aryan self. It's just godliness that we mamish have no asaga in to understand the level beyond the Olam HaGalgalim. There are those that know that there are even worlds, that there are even bechinas, there, there, there are even tzimtzumim of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light that we can understand and comprehend that are even higher than that world of Gagalim. Mm-hmm. But even them, their knowledge ends at a certain point. And it appears to them that we describe that after that must be the aspect of that the tachlis idea is just that I don't know what's beyond this and that's the tachlis. That's all that a human being can comprehend to get to that point. To get to that point. The Pasik says, the truth is that there's gavoyim al that there are levels upon levels upon levels upon levels upon levels upon levels. And there's even a sicha, actually in sicha surround toward the end where Abnasan is speaking to Rabbi Nachman about certain Kabbalistic and Yana, about all the matzilas, different very high levels. And Rabbi Nachman was speaking to him about what's even lamalav in Olam Atzilas, higher levels. And Rabbi Nachman was shocked because he never heard anybody speak about something lamalav and Atzilas. But this is the way it goes. There's levels upon levels upon levels. We're chavim in a The Torah is endless. The Torah is absolutely endless. And says Rabbi Nachman, ki tzadik, there's a tzadik. She yodea kol eloi ayudea shenid malahem shi efshaleida oisam. Not just that this tzadik understands that there are higher things that we cannot understand. No, 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 but he understands those things. And his loineda is a thousand degrees hotter and higher and loftier than the loineda of those tzaddikim that stopped at, an, at that level without proceeding further to try to understand and to try to learn and to try to be masik and to try to purify themselves so that they made themselves into a vessel to be able to understand those spiritual levels that were even higher than that. So 
So when we talk about this tzaddik, who also must have a yediyah ashalei neida, but he's actually arrived at that place, that he understands, again, it's a paradoxical thing. He knows more than anybody else, but because of what he knows, he knows that he knows less than the knowing less of anybody else. That's a paradox, right? But that's how it works. Because he's seen so much more, and because his mind is that much more expanded, he's able from that vantage point to be able to look even deeper into the universe, you know, and, and to be able to say, oh my gosh, like there are, there are galaxies beyond the planets that that year that's on the bottom in the valley with his telescope was able to see, because I climbed the mountain and I'm able to see more, I'm able to see exponentially more. And so this tzaddik, his loineda is far deeper than the loineda of the tzaddik that's in the valley who also has a loineda of his taqlis idea. But this tzaddik's loineda, from his vantage point of having understood what that tzaddik, what, 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 that which was included in the lower tzaddik's loineda, having understood that his loineda is an ininifla. And therefore his anivos, because of his understanding of the gedula of HaKadosh Baruch and how it relates to his own identity and to his own spiritual source, is nifla v'nayra. Nifla v'nayra. And it was known from Rabbi Nachman. We're going to learn a little bit about this now in the second piece. Rabbi Nachman told his, 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 his chassidim, because he had a Torah, Torah Ayin Ches, which is actually also the Torah of ancient Yish Baalim Klal, or it's Ayin Tes, Ayin Ches, on the Kutimaran in the second Chelek, where that mimer is brought there, Rabbi Nushag, Bekal Gadol, ancient Yish Baalim Klal. Ayin Ches. Huh? Ayin Ches. That whole Torah is about Loineida. That whole Torah is about Laneda. We're going, to, we're going to understand why these two things are linked just as they are in Sichas Ran. But Rabbi Nachman told his Chassidim, which is how he began the lesson, that right now I know nothing at all. I'm an Ish Pasha, but he called a prostitute, just a simple, simple person. Simple person. And Rabbi Nachman then told his Chassidim that my Eino Yodea is greater than my Yodea. My Eino Yodea my arriving at a place and being in a stage of being, un, or being folded into the tachlis of my idea of, of loineida where I can say, I know nothing, I'm just a simple person, is qualitatively different, first of all, from the loineida of the really, uh, you know, ignoramus who's sitting right next to you who doesn't know anything because Imamish doesn't know anything. It's not the same. You understand where Ibn Nachman says, I don't know anything. That's not the same as the person sitting next to him who says, I don't know anything. You really don't know anything. But Ibn Nachman really doesn't know anything. <laughs> Understand? Because his not knowing anything is, is standing on, on, on thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pages and niggle and nister what he understood before his bar mitzvah that he was able to write sikhas around the earth, tzadik lublin, the bucky, you know, uh, in, in, in niggle and nister, you know, universally understood and respected as such, went and wrote Maram Akoimus under Rabbi Nachman Sefer Amidus, what he wrote before his bar mitzvah. Right? So you understand what Rabbi Nachman's loineda, he said, not only is it greater, it's qualitatively different, infinitely so, from somebody else's loineda. But it's greater than my idea. Rabbi Nachman says, better to hang around me when I say, right now I don't know anything at all, than when I'm, I'm chock full of tire and ready to share. Because in that matziv, I'm, I'm connected to a higher place. In that matziv, I'm connected to a higher place. And this connects, by the way, to last, to last week's sicha, when we talked about that the greatest wisdom of all wisdoms, is Lilius Chacham Klal. We describe there too that it doesn't mean that a person should stop being an ignorant, an ignorant person. But the greatest Chacham, the greatest wisdom, is to live with the awareness that with all of our wisdom, and not despite, but because of all of our wisdom, we don't know anything. 
We don't know anything. And to behave as such, as a Pashat person. I think the Meshavur brings down in El Chastfil, I think. It brings down that there was a tzaddik called the Rash Mikitain. So apparently a tremendously big Mekubal. And the Mishnah brings down that the Rash Mikitain, this tzaddik, after he had learned all of the Saidas of the Kavanas, the Mishnah says, when it came time to daven, he threw that all away. And Mispal Ketinah Ben Yoyimai. He davened just like a simple, simple child. Just like a simple child. You think his davening like a simple child was the same as the child sitting next to him? No. No. Not at all. It was qualitatively different. But his Loineida is the greatest idea. His tamimus is the greatest chacham. So Rabbi Nachman says, better to be in my presence when I'm in that place of loyneda because that means that I'm, that I'm mamish standing with a telescope on top of the grandest mountain looking out over the expanse and saying, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And that's when you're going to get the most from me. Loyneda. By the scientists, right, or people who study the nature, the, the natural world. Like that's how far they're going to comprehend, right, is what's in space beyond this world. Whatever they can understand from constellations to different mazalis, that's the extent of how far from their objective standpoint they're going to be able to see, even with objects in the physical world, and that's what they can study as much as they can observe and study it. Observe and study it. But what's above that, they don't really know what to talk about. And even what's in this world that they can't observe and that they do claim to understand, they make mistakes half the time. They don't know what they're talking about. Medicine is always developing. That's one of the big answers for this, you know, that people, you know, quote-unquote rationalist thinkers, we talked about them last, last time after the, after the thing about what, a, what an oxymoron that is to be a rationalist Jew. What does that mean? We talked about how so much of our Yiddishkeit is founded on things that nobody can have an answer for, right? Ultimately, you know, it's, it's, there's a certain arrogance implied there. Like, I, I understand. I'm a rationalist. I only do what I understand. Yiddishkeit is founded on the premise of Bereshis Bara the Hashemayim what In what way do you understand that? In what way can you explain that? In what way can you articulate that? But there's a Bechina that we described last time about this knowledge that all of the questions that people have learning Gemaras that seem like wondrous things, you know, that they describe medically that just don't, it's just not true. It's not the Metzias. It's not the Metzias. And it seems never to have been the Metzias. One of the major, major questions, you know, is uh, Chazal talk about a certain mouse that's created out of dust, right? A certain thing, right? Or different scientific aspects of what thunder is, of what lightning is, the Gemara's and Baruch Shabbos. It's like, it doesn't, it's not true. So there's one mahalach, there are different mahalchim, right, and different shitas, but one of them is, is that science just hasn't developed itself until they realized, right, what, you know, what, that there are these things, right? Or that the Metzies in a certain Bechina, in a certain aspect, it is in fact so, right? So even Adagal Galim, they don't know what they're talking about. So we have to trust, do our shtadlas to trust the experts of the given generation, but always to realize that ultimately it's HaKadosh Baruch was the Chayin of Adam Das and take everything with a grain of salt. Obviously we have to trust and I'm the, the last person to believe any conspiracy theory of any sort. I'm just, it's not my nature at all. At all, at all, at all. Medically speaking, Rabbi Nachman himself told Chavra, I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not even going to get into this now. But, um, but, but still, Al-Kalpanim, to realize that things are always advancing and to realize they weren't, they weren't right about that and so on and so forth, right? So that's what Rabbi Nachman says, but, even, but higher than that? So to these scientists, again, that are not atheists, they believe that what's beyond space is God. I mean, what's beyond space must be God. Must be the beyond the physical world 
that there's nothing else. There's no other creative aspect or manifestation of God's hishtalshalus, of the chain of development of the world. It's just there's olamasiyah and then ain't so. Like that's their, that's their hasaga. That's their hasaga. And so their understanding of science is the bechina of tachlas idea. That what's beyond that is the tachlas of knowledge. Is It's the great unknown. We don't know anything about that. But the tzaddikim, whose knowledge doesn't come from observation but from revelation, which is a far deeper kind of understanding, right? Because it transcends the limit of human mind, which exists and functions under the strictures and under the limits of time and space revelation that comes from the realm beyond from the world of objective truth not subjective truth the whole Kabbalah all the Sfarim of the of, 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 of the Kisvei Arizal right and Shemanisharim and the Ramak and the Rashash and, and the Leshem everything everything that we find in those Sfarim only begins from the place that the scientists believe is Kuli Elikos that's where the study of Kabbalah begins Olam those two words, in the sense of Kabbalistic terminology, encompasses geology, geometry, history, uh, all of the different aspects of studying this physical world. In Kabbalah's two worlds, Olam Asiya. Two words. And the rest of Kabbalah is understanding how Olam Asiya came about. Olam Yitzira, Olam Abriya, Olam Atzilas. We talked about Tzach Tzach and his different aspects of the functionality, right, of how Kodesh Baruch Hu Bereshiz Barlokim S from the Berditra, where the word S means just an additive word, S HaShemayim Ba'es Ha'aretz, but it could also mean in Aramaic to approach. So Bereshiz Barlokim S, the first thing Kodesh Baruch Hu did in the beginning, S, he approached, Asa Meriva Vos Kodesh, from Aleph down to Taf, and each letter of that descent is Moreh, right, on a certain revelation of godliness and how we're supposed to understand and to perceive that element of godliness and that function within ourselves. It all begins from where that ends. And you'll find the same thing in the Gura, that the Gura also said the same thing. From where nature ends, that's where Kabbalah begins. Even the Mikubalim that really spoke about these things, the Matzilas in the highest places, even the Tzaddik, certain Tzaddik who understands this is able even to rise higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Even they will also understand that there's a certain aspect of humility to understand that beyond which I can observe, I don't know what's out there. But it's a limited not knowing. Because again, you're standing on a small little hill instead of the mountain. And so you don't even know what there is not to know. And so on the one hand, it's like the biggest humility, like mamas, you don't know anything, right? But Gaval, the tzaddik, let me describe this, we explain. The tzaddik that's standing on the mountain, he really understands what there is that he doesn't understand. And his humility, therefore, even though his das is much greater, and so there's an aspect of gaiva there, right? There's an aspect. He understands more than they understand, but dafka, because of that, he understands how little he understands. So his humility is greater than the humility of the, of the next person, right? So the tzaddik is able to reach higher. The came. 
They don't know what it is that they don't know. They don't know that they don't know. Which is very deep. Take a look at the piece in Chaim Aran. Samach Zion. Which is Sicha Saran, we explained in the first time that we got together that Sicha Saran was originally printed at the end of Sipur Maisia, so here he makes reference to that, even though now it's its own safer. Sicha Saran Simen Gimel, Mamash, what we're learning. Rabbi Nassim says a little bit is missing. That's why, again, Kisvei Breslov, each piece has to be seen in the grand context of all the other Tzavim so we're able to see the same piece from different facets and angles and really understand it. It wasn't written properly, and we need to add the following. And again, Mamish, Kipshute, class trip with Rabbi Nachman. We were sitting in the wagon, taking a trip, their version of a coach bus. Strange, unsettling thing. The Rabbi Nachman took this journey dafka to go to die. Like, if you ask him, like, why are you heading to Uman to die there? Like that, that was his that was his premeditated plan to be able to die in such a place. He had sidus and, and and secrets for why he dafka wanted to be buried there. But on that journey from Breslov to Uman, says Rabbi Nassim, when we were sitting in the wagon with him, along which. Most of the foundational teachings of Breslov were revealed on that journey from Breslov to Uman. He announced and he said, This is when this teaching was taught. It's Mamish, class trip. It's Mamish, it was literally taught on the 17th century version of a coach bus. On the Agala, from, on the wagon, on the trip from Breslov to Uman, Erbin Achman started to teach this. And he said in Yiddish, God is grace. God is great. And he, and he drew out this word, big, and again, you know, this is why it's like had to be there type of thing. You know, Rabbi Nassim says, I can't really describe this to you. Because so much of what he communicated wasn't just the words that he said, but how he said it. How he said it. He, he lifted his voice up. I can't describe this at all. Main vase garnish, Rabbi Nachman said. We know nothing. We know nothing. Not because we're Amaratzim, we're the biggest Bakim and Shas and Poiskim and Nikla and Nister that there ever was. This access that they had to Ksavim, the access that our generation has, we're the most educated generation in a certain way. The access that we have to the entire gamut of teachings from the beginning of time until now, it's at our fingertips. Kipshutai at our fingertips. Not because we're ignorant. Neves garnished. We understand nothing. Setuin zich oifter velt what the master of the world is doing in this world. Azelcher zachen neves garnished. He's doing things that we know nothing about. Nothing. Nothing. We don't know what it is that we know nothing about. We don't know what it is that we don't know what it is. Just reminding me somewhere else in Chaim Aran, Rabbi Nassim was transcribing a sefer that was called Sefer Nisraf. It was the burnt sefer. Rabbi Nachman wrote three sefarim. Lekut was the lowest of them, the lowest level. There was Sefer Nisraf, there was the burnt sefer, there was the Sefer Nignaz, was the hidden sefer. And when Rabbi Nassim was transcribing the Sefer Nisraf, the sefer that was burned, he said that he didn't understand anything that he was 
that he was transcribing. And he told this to Rabbi Nachman. He said, I just want to let you know. Like, I'm writing down what you're telling me, but I don't know what I'm writing. And Rabbi Nachman looked at him with a funny look. And he said, you don't know what you don't know. Not only don't you know what you're writing, you don't know what you don't even, what you don't even know. It's just mamash on the level. On the level is makifim, makifim, makifim. One of those sfarim, I can't remember right now which, the Sefer Anignas or the Sefer Anissaf, Rabbi Nachman said the Mashiach is going to teach us that Sefer. Levels of Asagas, beyond, beyond, beyond. You don't know what it is that you don't know. Merveh is garnished. We know nothing. Hashem is Baruch Gadol is the translation, which I translated. And I asked him, You already said that you were massing this level. Heishev, he answered again, Zint ich bin arois von Breslov? Biz erveis ich shoin oichnisht. From the time that I left Breslov until now, I achieved a new understanding in the depth of what it is that I don't know. Just in that short period of time, from leaving Breslov, coming to Uma, now I understand what it is that I don't understand on a deeper level of the tachlis idea, shaloyneida, of the loyneida of the previous idea. That's Chaim Aran Beis. Let's jump into Likutei Allah, Hilchus Nedarim, Dalid, Yudalid. And the Heliger Rebbe says like this, and it's all the Rebbe. We'll try to knock off the last couple of sources. Woo, we have a lot to do. So we're going to try to go through it quickly before, before, uh, before, before there are certain tzaddikim that are just not able, this is not their inyan, to draw people close to them. They you know, reside and they live in a very high ivory tower somewhere and they're not oisik and drawing people close to them. That's just not their thing. It's not their thing. Not their thing. They're able to, to bring, you know, G'dayim close. They sit and they are teaching, you know, the Aleph Shir and all the different yeshivas. And they're oisik with people that are already close and they bring them closer. But the people that are really low down, the people, you know, in the other kind of yeshivas, it's just not there. They don't have that chush. They don't have that ability to reach down to people, right? And to lift people up who are broken, who are, who are in the pits. Listen to this. It's a frightening thing. Rabbi Nachman says this comes from their das. Because they believe that they have some perception of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and where our Kodesh Baruch Hu's Rachamim, which is the whole point, where our Kodesh Baruch Hu's Rachamim begins, and where our Kodesh Baruch Hu's Rachamim ends. Because they have in their minds that in accordance with their understanding of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and their understanding of where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy begins and the extent of it after which we can't comprehend that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy should extend even to such a person, they say, it's not ra'oi for this person who's magushim kol kach, who's on such a low level, to be brought close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because they have a oid, such a person. But the tzaddik who's gadol ma'oid ma'oid, who's reached and attained hasagas of any adeya, any adeya, higher and higher, deeper and deeper. There Rebbe Nachman said about himself, the teacher of these lessons, that every breath that he took was a chiddish. That every breath he took, he was mechadish himself, fresh, fresh, fresh. He lived sacha called 39, 40 years, 38, 39 years. But every breath that he took, higher and higher and higher. This tzaddik, who's the bechina of Maila Ma'od Ma'od Bechinas Moshe, who Moshe Nafshar Ba'ad Kol Yisrael, like Moshe did, we've said many times this year and in the past, 
that those words, is hidden in the words, Ani Nachman. In that Bechina of being moister nefesh for Am Yisrael to say that, like, if you're not going to allow your mercy to reach even these people, I'm out. That's Rabbi Nachman's whole Indian. To save the world from brokenness and despair. This is his whole kudos. Moshe, Nachman, all of this. Moshe, Noyach, who themselves were Gilgulim of each other. May Noyach is itself. Oisios, Mechenis, May Noyach. Noyach made a mistake. He didn't daven for his generation. Moshe davened for the generation. Rabbi Nachman says, My whole Indian is tefillah, without getting into the connections now. For the worst of the worst, for the sinners, for the lowly people. And he tries to do everything he can to help them. He has to go through what he goes through in order to go ahead and to try to be moister nefesh for every Jew. You know why this tzaddik is Dafka, the one that came to the world to teach it wasn't Rabbi Nachman alone himself, but all the tzaddikim that spoke in this way, that made it the ikr of their focus and their primary ambition to save each and every last Jew and to bring HaKadosh Baruch to the lowest places. You know why? It's because their hasaga was that much greater. And they were able to understand in terms of their perception of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's godless, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy is because their idea is on such a level of any idea that what do we know about Hashem's mercy? What do we know that such a person stands up and says, this one can be brought close and this one can't be brought close? That's, that's already in a place of idea. Says Rabbi Nachman, the Torah in which I'm going to scream for all time, is the Torah of any idea. The Torah where the tzaddik, not the ignoramus who Stam doesn't know anything, but the tzaddik who reaches that level of tachlis hayadiyah of all the ideas, is able to say, Mamish Chevra, any idea. I don't know what a Kodesh Baruch was doing in the world. What does Cheshboinus are of why people suffer, why this one's Yitzhar is bigger, why this one came from a broken home, why this one dealt with trauma and abuse in his, in his past, why this one deals with, uh, you know, with, with, with this emotional ailment. Ain yoidim klal. It's one of Rav Kabach's favorite things. He always used to say, you never know. You never know. You never know. What is that? You never know. Because we're, we're stupid? It's because a person that's connected to that das and that consciousness realizes that chevra ain't yadeya. And Rav Nachman says that my ain't yadeya is bigger than my yadeya. What do we know about Hashem's mercy? So that a Kaddish Baruch who receives tremendous pleasure from those that are far, that are brought close. The more the person has sunk into the pits of lowliness and physicality, corporeality, distance from Hashem. When such a person who's so megushim and so physically oriented is able from that place to cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to scream out for help, you know what kind of pleasure HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets from this? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is within that person like we spoke about. This is the Iker Chevra. Who has his plan, and again, it's a pele, because we have to do everything in our Bechira to stay away from such a place. 
But what happens when, despite our best efforts, we end up in such a place? Each and every person in their own matzev, in their own struggle, in their own battle, in their own Indian. So then we come to a place of what our Kodesh Baruch is doing in the world is, is, is nifla. We don't know. We don't know. And this clever is the connection between the beginning of the sikh and the end of the sikh. Because when a person really understands that we don't understand anything about a Kodesh Baruch Hu's mercy and the limitless nature of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's master plan in this world for each and every one of us, taking us to our tick and sometimes dafka through lowly places in a paradoxical, backward, sort of against our will sort of way. Then we're able to understand that ancient Yish Bagam Then we're able to understand the Mila of Tshuva and the ability to take the deepest sins, Naveras, and Mahabchin Lishuyas to the point where Benachman says, Nasim in Achalegamri. It should become something else. It should become something completely different. What's that all founded on? Is our awareness that we don't understand anything. And that we're going to surrender it to our Kodesh Baruch and say, Rabbi Shalom, you know what you're doing. And I'm trying my best. This connects very deeply to the previous Sikha. I'm doing my Ishtadas to try my best. I'm a Galadas in the beginning of every day to say my Ratzin is, Ritzenenu Lasus Ritzenacha, and to taka do our Ishtadas, to do our Bakhira. But the things that wash over us and the things that prevent us and make it impossible, then we have to enter into this place of Tachlis idea as Ashaloy Neda and Rabbi Shalom, you're running the world in such a way. That you're not only running the world, but you're running my life and you're running every aspect of my life. And I know that it's in my jurisdiction and ability and it's my chiyuv to pick myself up from this moment and to make bechiradika choices from this moment on because there's no despair that will enable me to reach a level retrospectively to realize that everything was part of the plan. That everything was part of the plan. That's sicha gimel. Seems like we're, we're, we're out of time now even though we started earlier. I do want to start off next year, even before we get into Dalit, with, with finishing this up because it's an important Indian and we're going to have a Hamshikh. But I think that we accomplished a tremendous amount. Okay, what do we know? What do we know? Thank you so, so much.